someone ever told you some bad news and out of nowhere, you find yourself having to withhold a little bit of a smile? That's uh, what we're looking at today on What's That About? This guy's good. <laughs> this is career best form for his intros. <laughs> you ask the audience a question. Ah, oh, genius. <laughs> <laughs> This is going to be a little bit of an awkward episode for me, Don, because I am disclosing something enormous. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not an uncommon thing for me to get that little, have to hold back a smile when someone's telling me something bad or sad. I'm in your boat. You're in here in this boat as well? Yeah, absolutely. I, 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 I feel very vulnerable saying this because I think most people who don't experience it think that you are just a sociopath. Mm. I think they don't, and there's no empathy for our condition. <laughs> Does the condition have a name? Uh, the only name I can see is people often call it nervous laughter, but I don't think that nails what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. So, by way of example, and so a few years ago, I had a friend who was telling me that they took their cat to the vet and they took the, the cat out of the car and as they're walking up to the door of the vet the cat jumped out of its arms and just ran away and they weren't able to find their cat ever again so he essentially <laughs> lost his cat in that moment yeah really sad like that he's just lost his pet that's really terrible as he was telling me i'm getting this weird half smile on my face mm. in response to this news which in no way was funny or amusing and yet throughout my conscious control i was having to hide a smile by kind of putting my hand to my mouth or, like, distracting myself. It's pretty weird. It is weird. And I do it all the time. In my job, you know, I'm in attendance with some pretty full-on conversations sometimes. Mm. And every now and again, a little... I'm like, I'm not finding it funny at all, but my mouth will just... A little bit of an upturn, and I'm just like... Yeah. Just a little bit I think it's because I've always just put it down to... I know there's no way I should do this. There's no way I even can have a smile and get away with coming across as a decent human being. Yes. And that's kind of like, it's kind of like, you know, when people say in a blank room, you're going to sit here for four hours, don't press this red button. That's and then there's that, that urge to push the button. I think it's because I'm, there's no way you can do it. Um, I, I usually think you fit the nail on the head. Like, that's, like there are, there's, there's one theory around why people do this. But for me, I don't think it addresses it. I think what you've said is is more likely. It's a, like, like the power of thought suggestion. Like the mm. worst thing I could possibly do in this moment is smile, which paradoxically makes you more likely to smile. Yeah. It's a bit different. I also suffer from this other thing. Is that I'm sort of half listening to someone's story, and I think it's a comedic story. So I've got this sort of, yeah, yeah, and I've got this funny <laughs> smile on my face. <laughs> And then it actually turns into a really tragic story, and it was never funny to begin with. And I have to basically try and do a big 180 and try and save the conversation. Yeah. <laughs> happens to me a That's lot. True. Toughest move in the business, because it must be obvious to people. You can't tell me this person telling me this heartbreaking story, and I'm laughing for half of it, because <laughs> I'm not really listening. Yeah, yeah, and then what happened? Yeah. And then my dad got cancer. Oh, yeah, that's great. What else? <laughs> <laughs> I like... 
Listen, Don. Listen. <laughs> so tell me what you think of the when you look at the research around um, this kind of kind of having a, a, a positive reaction in a negative situation. Yeah. The research kind of reckons it's it's the brain's way. It's like a defense mechanism against stress. And humor is apparently meant to be a very mature defense mechanism because, you know, if you laugh at something bad, doesn't mean you're ignoring it, but just it's kind of preparing you to endure it is, is one line of thinking. But the main thought is actually around it's a way of restoring emotional equilibrium. So they argue that people that have this actually feel more sadness or, or more negative emotion. But in order to, to kind of keep things functioning, you will counter that with a dosage of smile or laughter to bring yourself back to a steady plane. So you could actually yeah. argue that we're more sensitive and empathic than the average Joe. I will argue that. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting uh, fact about laughter. Apparently you're 30 times more likely to laugh if you're with someone else. Hang on a minute. Did you just completely ignore <laughs> the entire theoretical explanation and then just jump in with a random laughter fact? I did because it's, I just, it just feels like very weak evidence. I don't know. I read... <laughs> It's pretty flimsy. In the article I read, it was actually speaking about the person who conducted the study, prefaced the whole article saying that this person wasn't very well respected amongst <laughs> like among psychologists. So, so I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's it's uh, gold standard. But I reckon our counter theory is actually more on the money. Red button theory, I call it. Red button theory. Let's, let's yeah. Martin Brothers red button theory. Let's, let's get to the peer-reviewed papers. I think so. <laughs> Any more laughter facts, anyone? That's what I like. I've got one. Uh, okay. I read one. Um, what, I, what I was actually going to say was, people, you're 30 times more likely to laugh if it's someone else. However, you're actually 30 times less likely to laugh if that someone else is Luke from What's That About? <laughs> that was my joke. <laughs> I, I did have this awkward moment over Christmas with my father-in-law and sister-in-law when I was talking to them about this phenomenon of smiling in the response to bad news. And I was kind of saying, this is something that happens to people. And they've both turned around and said, oh, yeah, I, uh, I notice you do that sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> and I always thought I was disguising it well enough, but they've, they've seen it. They've seen it in action. Yeah. How much bad news are they telling you is another thing I want to know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you feel terrible, though. Like, imagine being on the telling end of that and just seeing me smirking back at you. <laughs> that's terrible. Yeah. That's... <laughs> and now you've suddenly got a reputation. <laughs> yeah. So that's a bit of a, a quick and dirty one. Don't really know why people do it. I think a lot more people do it than will admit to doing it. Uh, and it's most likely, like, I guess a little defense mechanism to kind of help you calm down. But a red button theory, I think, is a lot better. I agree. So that's that's... Hang on. Basically, I've come up with a red button theory, and now you're claiming it as your own. You're adding yourself as a as an et al. There, basically. <laughs> I had it written down as well. I shouldn't call it the red button theory. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. RBT. That's what I call it. <laughs> I had. This is. The, I think this sums up the difference between you and me. You had red button theory. I had the power of thought suggestion. <laughs> yeah, I think that's. I think that sums it up. <laughs> I think I'd rather go for a beer with you, actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, 
that's good. So that's smiling at bad news. Uh, we'll be back uh, in the next segment with uh, tackling a bit of a social etiquette issue. If you've got a social problem that makes you want to run and hide, then we recommend you listen to Luke and Don's Etiquette Guide. Luke and Don's Etiquette Guide, if you want. So the issue for this week, Don, is do you have to uh, talk to colleagues when you're catching public transport with them after work? This is a dilly of a pickle, this one. It's a dilly, all right. It's a dilly. So you're, yeah. So you're talking about people, your colleagues with them, you're not really friends with them, or someone that you would really have a friendly conversation. Yeah. Let's just say they're colleagues that you wouldn't go to lunch with, you wouldn't go for a coffee with, but mm. you know them because you work in the same office. And you've, right. you've exited the building at the same time and you're both walking to the train station or you get to the train station and you see them at the platform. Is there an obligation to stop and chat and, tr- and, and do the commute together? I think there probably is. What I personally would do is just walk home. I'd forgo the train. <laughs> I, would just, I would walk the six hours home to avoid that kind of situation. But that's, that's the kind of guy I am. <laughs> but if you, had to catch the, if you had to catch the train, I think you have to talk to them. <laughs> um, you know a little, a little like, um, like the first, I think you've got options before you get to the public transport that you can employ. Right. A little tactic I use sometimes, and this is probably saying too much if anyone from work listens to this, this is, <laughs> hmm, is often if I walk out of the building and I know, because I've got probably a 10-minute walk to the train station and then a 10-minute mm. wait and then 15 minutes into the city, like, it's about a 35-minute conversation. <laughs> that is a long conversation. Oh, yeah, that's long. And I know that most of the time they don't want to talk to me either. Like, yeah, we're, that's right. We're both in the same position here. We're just trying to be... Socially um, courteous. Little trick, as you're walking out of the building, do the old, hey, I'll, uh, I'll catch you later, go to make a phone call. Yeah, phone call is a great Ooh, go-to. Oh, yeah. So yeah. you can then see them walk off and while you're talking on the phone. You actually have to make the phone call. You can't pretend that's too, that's too risky. Yeah. You can see them in the distance and then you can regulate space and then positioning at the platform that's a good move. That's a good move. Is that your main go-to move in this situation? Yeah, the phone call is a big one. Yeah. yeah. Is that why I get a often get a phone call around work finishing time? It's the 503 don call. It's uh... Yeah. <laughs> what do you want now? Yeah. <laughs> there, there have been times where I've been very brazen and have been at the platform and I've just done the, hey, hey, going, kept on walking. Yeah, right. Get them walking to a different point on the platform, just kind of saying... That's pretty... That. Uh, that's pretty brazen. It's pretty brazen. it's obvious what you're doing, yeah. But I reckon it's fair enough, because at the end of the day, you don't want to sit and talk no, to the, a work colleague. I want some phone time. The problem is, is that he would... That person would totally agree with you. He doesn't want to talk to you, but he would probably want to be the one that decides that, as opposed to you. It's insulting. Yes, it is. If you're doing it to him, he's like, I'm happy with the result, but I'm not happy how we got here. Like it's Although when people do it to me, and it happens that people do it to me, I'm loving them. Yeah. But th- there is always a little 1% of me that's like, oh, they don't like me. Yeah. <laughs> <Just a little laughs> Screw you. Uh, there's got to be. I'm delightful that's, And that is the problem. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's the problem with it. It kind of reminds me of, you know, when you pull up to someone you know and they're across from you at a red light and you look over 
and you accidentally make eye contact. And other than saying, hey, there's literally no other conversation you can have between cars. Yes. So you're stuck in this situation. It's the most awkward thing. And that's invariably like the longest red light you've ever had in your, in your life. Yes, that is go very, green, very Go green, go green. That's yeah. very, very That's true. what it reminds me of. <laughs> so pretty much I think you've nailed the solution there. Just start walking to and from work every day. That's yeah, the, yeah. That's the way to do <laughs> it. Get your steps up and avoid an awkward <laughs> conversation. So everyone wins. <laughs> Sorted. All right. We'll uh, catch you next time. Thanks for listening. See you later, guys. Mm-hmm.